Welcome to Family Tech Talk, the show that helps you be the tech expert of your home. From interviews with lifestyle experts on how they use technology to tech tips and the latest news. No matter what your skill level is with Family Tech Talk, you can be the person all your friends and family go to for tech advice. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello and welcome to Family Tech, where you get to be the tech expert of your home. So today, my guest, I'm like, I say I'm so excited all the time. So maybe it's losing a little bit of its, <laughs> its umph, but I really am excited about my guest today because uh, she also has a fantastic YouTube channel that you definitely need to check out. Um, this is Tasia Custode, who is... Um, like her YouTube channel is her name. So if you just look up that name, you will find it, but has a ton of awesome like tips and everything for all the technology in your house. So um, definitely go ahead and subscribe to Tasia and, and follow her on all the things. Um, but Tasia, tell me a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background and how you got into this crazy world. Yeah, well, first, thanks for having me. I'm like very excited to join you today. Um, but yeah, I took I took journalism back in the day, back in school, and not to age myself, but when I was taking journalism, um, social media didn't exist, and it was called new media. And I had like <laughs> one class on new media. <laughs> so embarrassing. And we had to make a blog, <laughs> like wild times. We're still a thing when I was in college. So. <laughs> yeah, it's wild times. So... Um, that's kind of how I started and I learned a lot during my time at school, but mostly because I, I volunteered for Rogers TV. I'm Canadian and I'm originally from Canada. So I actually feel like, yeah, I learned a lot at school, but I really started honing more of this, you know, on camera work and behind the scenes with video production with my time at Rogers TV, just learning everything from, I did like, I presented the weather, but I was also doing live switching and directing. I would edit stuff and it really was a great way. I'm a very visual, like tactical learner. So I have to do stuff in order to learn. So that's kind of where I really realized like, all right, anybody that's going to hire is going to hire. You have to know all around the camera. You can't just be like, I'm a talking head. It doesn't exist anymore. And it didn't even when I was in school. So that's kind of where I fell in love with all the behind the scenes tech and the editing. And I had thought for so long, I just wanted to be on camera. Like I should just be on camera and I'm going to like host a talk show and I'm going to be famous somehow. And then it was like, oh, I love the tech behind the camera. And then it also makes you better on camera because you know what goes into it. So that's kind of a little bit about my background. So I started doing a lot of that kind of stuff at Rogers TV, um, did a like a national kind of international tech show out in Vancouver um, for a couple years. And then I moved to Scottsdale and was kind of like, what do I do now? Because, you know, I was an immigrant and was like, what do I do? I have to work. I don't know. And so I started a YouTube channel. Initially, it just started as a way to kind of stay in the industry because you know, I had come here, I wasn't really working at first, like waiting for the visa process. And I was like, not posting regularly to YouTube, but just in a way of okay, SEO purposes. If people Google me, oh, she's still active in the tech industry. She's still doing her thing. Then when COVID hit, you know, like I was working here as like doing some video production stuff, started my own video production company eventually. And then when COVID hit, that's when one of my friends was like from back home said, you should really post a video on educational tech for kids because like everybody was at home if you remember that time and it was crazy <laughs> and so that kind of started it where I thought well it was a tough time for my video production business because everything had shut down so I was like well I'm gonna have the time I might as well start doing this weekly and so like spring of 2020 was when really I just was like you know what YouTube is now part of my business I'm doing this weekly and I'm all in and the goal for it was always just to provide helpful tech content to people. I do a lot of Google focused content too. So there's a lot of Google yeah. ecosystem stuff, but yeah, just kind of took off from there. And obviously now the video production business has picked up again, thankfully, sure. <laughs> but it's, but then also with that as well, YouTube's still part of the business now. Yeah. So that's the long story long. No, I you. love it. No, it's so great. I love hearing about how people like, you know, got to where they're at right now. So, um, so that's fun. So how are you liking life in the United States? <laughs> 
I love it. I mean, I went from like kind of colder climate in Canada then to Vancouver, so more like temperate rainforest situation. Then to the desert. I'm in Scottsdale, baby. So it's like, it's still, yeah, 90 degrees right now. Um, And that's not the peak heat for today, but like it's beautiful. Like the mornings are beautiful. We're through the worst of the summer. So I'm, I'm all in. It's definitely been been a lot of fun and I do think more opportunity in terms of like what I'm doing on the YouTube side and stuff which is which is cool sure and all my American friends have welcomed oh, me <laughs> that's awesome um so let's dig into some of your content I, I loved all your Google content because I'm a big Google fan for sure same um like you know and I, I say this often like my entire life is in Google so of course I'm gonna have Preach. like the Google Home devices and everything because like my life is in Google. So um, the the debate between Alexa and Google mm. was a non-starter for me because I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like I've already given Google everything in my life. So let's just keep going. Google knows more about me than yeah. I know about myself and yeah. I'm fine with it. I prefer it that way. <laughs> Make my life easier. I'm the exact same though. Like I I live and work in the Google ecosystem. Like I would be lost without GCal. I would be lost without Drive. It's, yeah. it's. I mean, a daily driver literally is what I'm in there. My Gmail. It's how I organize my life. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, before we dig into like all your awesome Google stuff, I did see one of your videos about to do list applications, and so I want to know what your favorite to-do list application is and why you picked it. I have a couple for you. The first one, you probably know where I'm going, is obviously Google Tasks. What? I what? am so shocked. Everyone's going to be like, oh, please, here we go. Everything's going to be Google. Sorry, I'm just telling you what I use. But the reason I love Google Tasks is because obviously well integrated. You can have it on the side panel in your Google Calendar. Obviously, it's free love it if you're you know and ease of use is really great if you're looking for something maybe slightly more options i like tick tick t-i-c-k t-i-c-k um oh yeah okay perfect yeah it's also free you can upgrade if you want like more integrations like with calendar other calendar integrations and stuff like that but honestly i find it has a really nice clean user interface it's easy to use it's not overwhelming like there's a lot of other really really good ones that you may use like for for not just task management but maybe also other things but if you're just looking for a straight really easy to use not a big learning curve tick tick is so great it's so great and i you know 100 percent. i've been using tick tick for years and years and years and every time like there's new to-do list application coming in to like my recommended feed of like oh i'll check that out every time i go back to tick tick like i have tried all of the to-do list applications and tick tick remains my favorite forever and ever Um, there's a a real strength to doing one thing and doing one thing well and making it simple for people yeah. Sometimes you don't need a ton of bells and whistles. It's just like, just do the thing I want you to do. And I'm big on user interface. And it's yes. just like, so to me, it's just like, it's cute. It's functional. Things are where they should be. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always say I'm a user interface snob. So like, yeah. if you have a terrible looking user interface, I'm just like, even if it's like the most functional, it has every single function that I want. If it looks junky, I don't want it. So I agree. Also, because that's so connected sometimes with like your user experience, which is just like part of it. There's so many apps to choose from. So it's like you really have to make that also visual case of why I should choose the app. Yeah, for sure. And what I really like about TikTok too is the bells and whistles that they have added over the years are amazing. Like so their habit tracker is like so great. I love, I have like a list of habits every day that I go through and check off. Um, and then they have that Pomodoro timer. So if you have a task and you are into that, like Pomodoro thing, you can set the timer and like, you know, focus on the one task. So like everything that they've added has just made it even better, but you don't even have to use those features and you can hide them and everything if you don't want to use them. So it's just a really clean, 
really functional to-do list application. <laughs> Agreed. And I think that's one of its strengths too, is like, it's not in your face with all the other features because sometimes like if I'm in a really busy day, like I just want to hit my tasks and I can't think about other stuff going on. And so it's like, I don't want say constant notifications or reminders of like, oh, you were, you had this as your goal or you're running out of time. on. It's like, no, 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 just, I need yeah. to focus. Like that could be a distraction. So that's just another, it's, it was just kind of well thought out in its, in its simplicity like that and in its organization of its own app. So yeah, totally I'm also agree. big on free. Like I I'm a freemium, almost everything. <laughs> so like, I like having the option to upgrade when you want right. the more robust thing, but I like just having a good free user set for people because yeah, it's like, this is what we all need. We're bombarded all the time with like upgrade to this and you know, it's like, ugh. and this subscription and this subscription and etc. So <laughs> It's so much like subscription is a triggering word for me now because yeah. I think of like all the the streaming subscriptions and I'm just like, why are we all now paying more than we yeah. were before? <laughs> like, there's so many stressing yeah. me out. Like I used to pay like, you know, 80 bucks a month for like direct TV. And now I'm probably paying like a hundred bucks a month for like all the streaming services that I have. Yeah. So. And now they're going to bring on ads over my dead body like i'm just like this is television we went away from that well amazon did you see the new amazon prime update yeah so amazon's gonna bring on ads unless you want to pay three bucks a month oh you know i'm like just take my extra money like, i'm not doing ads like right. take it i use prime enough as it is that whatever it's a wash in the end but it's like and yeah. that's they know that's what people are gonna say probably so it's like right Amazon, sure. like everybody, is on the struggle bus of how to get more revenue. So, yeah, <laughs> totally agree. Um, so let's talk about email organization. Um, mm. with, like you use Gmail. I use yes, Gmail. I, I think the whole world uses Gmail. But you could probably right. take some of these tips and apply them to whatever platform you use. But um, but I love Gmail. So give me some of the best like systems that you've got for getting your email organized. Yeah, so I'm really big on using what Gmail already has integrated on their back end. Like I'm a big like in platform and I think they've done a really good job over the last few years of no longer needing like third party applications. Like remember when you needed like Boomerang as a yeah, third yeah. party application to have an email sent back for like follow up? you don't need it you haven't needed it for a couple years now because gmail has yeah. nudge which is like one of the greatest built-in features i absolutely love it they'll automatically remind you to follow up on an email so yeah if you're sending out something for like a business thing or you're trying to like meet up with somebody or you're trying to schedule a meeting or something you're trying to get a contract signed whatever the thing is if they haven't responded to you it'll pop it back up to your email with a gentle kind of i think it's an orange on the right hand side of like Hey, it's been seven days or eight days. Do you want to follow up on this? And yeah, absolutely love. Like, thank you, Gmail. Amen. Yes, I do. Because my memory, I mean, like I said, everything's in Google. And if it's not somewhere in my Google ecosystem, it's it's out of my head. Like, it's Come it's on. just not. There's. I feel like we're all just bombarded with so much during the day that there's too much to remember. So it's like, yes, Google. Thank you very much. <laughs> I also use a lot of labels. I'm a big label person mm, in Gmail. Yeah. So, like. Sometimes they're like, they're calling them different things. There's like categories now in Gmail, but right. basically I labels. I call them folders and like, even Correct. though they're like actually called labels, I just like, that's my folder. It's pretty yeah. much what they are because yeah. on your left-hand panel, you can drill down into your labels, which essentially are like your folders. You're labeling mail to slip into that folder. So people get confused with that, but that's essentially what they are. And I always encourage everybody like, organize them what makes sense for you so like for me i might organize them in terms of like tax year so if there's certain tax stuff mm -hmm. if there's certain receipt stuff if there's maybe it's a client label or full holder if you will maybe yeah. you want to drill down further and it's per project that you're managing for client it's whatever works for you like don't you don't have to you know do <laughs> Sometimes people get caught up and they watch stuff and they go, I have to do all these organizing. It's like, no, 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 no. You figure out the organization that works best for you, like project basis or whatever that might be. But I'm obsessed with labels. And that way it's like stuff can just be automatically set. So once you manually set, say, somebody or an email into a label, you can just tell Gmail, like, always put something from this sender into a label. And then it's 
automation out of your hands, baby. Let Gmail yeah. do the work for you, which again, if anything can save us time, I'm here for it. Yeah. That's <laughs> like big time. But yeah, yeah, I mean, so something else I'm really excited for that's technically outside of Gmail, but it I'm going to include it is Bard just released their new extensions. Yes. And they're going to be releasing a lot more, but right now there's extensions for your Google suite of apps, if you will, which obviously includes Gmail. So things have been really crazy. So like, I'm still, I'm still waiting to try it, but how this will work and it's opt in. So if anybody's worried about privacy and security, you are opting into that. And yes, they will have access to all your data. Google insists they're not going to use this to train the large language model. If you trust that, go forth. (laughs) I'm just telling you it is an opt in that's nobody's forced to do it, but I'm excited about the Google integration because I think Gmail search is sorry, the Gmail integration, because I think Gmail search has always been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is great for, again, memory loss. If yeah. now just using your natural language prompts in BARD, you're going to be able to say things like, okay, find me that email from like, when did I do that trip to Italy? And when was I doing it? You know, and it's going to be able to search like your photos or your Gmail or your whatever and be like, here's what I have found for whatever. And then it'll also be able to help you write emails, say, based off of that or, you know, so anything to make it quicker or whatever and i'm definitely just gonna say yeah take access to my data you have it right. anyway <laughs> so bard is like the chat gpt of google uh for those of you who are not familiar but um i did test this out i have a another podcast that i'm a co-host of uh called the not null podcast and it's just more technical and so i don't really promote that to like my audience because it's not necessarily something they'd be super interested in but um but i i did a live like demo and it didn't work great it was like i asked google you know and i made sure to like you know check the boxes to opt in like to my different like tools and stuff and i asked google i'm like when is my trip to texas and i have a like an airline flight like inside my email, right? So I'm like, you have it should pull it. Google. I know you have it. Yeah. And there was like, uh, I don't know when your trip to Texas is. You know, so then I'm like, okay, the flight information doesn't say Texas. So I'll try again. I'll say, like, when is my flight to Dallas? And it like it pulled up all of the um flight tracking that I'd done. The like oh. you, like you don't have a like trip planned to Dallas, but like looks like you've been researching it and it, it seems like it's going to be in October. And I'm like, I'm like, well, you have the flight information. So I think it's booked, but. Um, okay. So did you happen to, off. yeah. Did you happen to prompt it with like, okay, look, pull from my Gmail when I'm going, did you say anything like that? Cause that's what I'm wondering too, of like how it's, it's going to know, like, I assumed it was going to be glitchy, but I'm wondering right. about the prompt. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'll have to, uh, outside of this, I'll have to send you the video of yes. me trying it. But um, yeah, it. I thought that maybe, I, I think I changed my wording to when is my flight to Texas. Um, and I think it still didn't pull anything up, but it did pull up in my Gmail, the like um, flight.google.com like tracking mm emails so it pulled those tracking emails up but not my flight and so it was funny because then my co-host was like um like what if you just do a search in gmail like outside of bard do a search in gmail for like you know dallas or something and so like i pulled it off the screen so like everybody doesn't all see my emails (laughs) and then i like i just typed in dallas in the google in the search in my gmail and my flight pulled right up of course yeah (laughs) i know gmail's so good with it i think that's what we're going to be expecting right like if you're going to have this extension in bard we want it as good as gmail search i don't know if you've ever tried searching in outlook it's a nightmare and almost impossible oh yeah oh my god i don't know how people function So to me, it's like, yeah, I think that's going to be the expectation, which is like probably with anything when they first release it, it's not going to be so great. But once the extensions get working, yeah, it's the caveat to it. Right. 
but yeah that's another good thing about gmail is like the integration to google calendar with stuff like flights or any type yes. of calendar thing like the auto adding to your calendar it's like so pulling great. from gmail i'm like oh, oh my gosh this is on my calendar now and i didn't even have to do anything a dream it's yeah. a dream it is a why dream. would you be anywhere else yeah <laughs> this I is not google sponsored not by google out. yeah <laughs> we wish it was it's not it's not I swear, Google is not paying us for this no. advertising. So you're welcome, Google. <laughs> Please like us again. See, oh, so the the whole reason that Tasia and I know each other is because we are both having the same problem in mm. YouTube, which is this invalid traffic. So, um, so see, Google, we we love you. Can you please Google. like let us out of the doghouse now? We that talk would be about great. you all the time, Google, with great love. With great love, yeah. I would be Mrs. Google if I could. And you've yeah. done this to me. You've done me dirty. Give me my money back. Give me my money back. Yes. Totally agree. All right. So aside from email, th that was great. I, I love using the labels, um, my folders. I try and keep my inbox to zero as well. Like, so if it's something that I can respond to and like be done with it in like two minutes. I'm just going to do that. And then, but if it's something I need to do, I have a label called to do and I'll like just move it over to my to-do list, like Perfect. my to-do folder. But anyway, so that keeps it all zero and, and happy and, and clean. Um, but when it comes to files, and I think I know where your answer is going to be, <laughs> but what is your favorite cloud storage for your files? Okay, I do actually have two. Obviously, first is Google Drive. That's my yeah. number one everyday driver. I mean, that's just, I'm in it constantly internally for my video production company. That's like generally what I use. Um, but outside of Google Drive, I actually love Sync, S-Y-N-C. Oh. Um, they have unlimited storage options. They've got really good competitive pricing. They have like enterprise grade encryption. They're really, really good for teams and like collaboration and stuff like that. So I'm pretty big on them. I do not like Dropbox at all. And I had been looking for something that was not Dropbox. A lot <laughs> of like external clients, like they are so reliant on Dropbox and stuff. And I was looking for like a middle ground where it's like, they don't use Drive maybe or aren't comfortable in that ecosystem. And I was looking for something that was more like a Dropbox, but not Dropbox. <laughs> so yeah, so Sync is really great. I actually have an affiliate code for people that if you want to oh, okay. share stuff for them later, um, yeah, that'll sure. give them a like, I think it's like a $50 discount, to be honest. So oh, it's like a pretty good discount, but that way they can try it. Try before yeah. you buy. See if you like it. Um, okay. Because it, you, you will have to get used to the ecosystem is a bit different um, than Drive or Dropbox. But yeah, I mean, their customer service is really good. It's pretty straightforward in terms of organization. They've got like easy onboarding stuff for teams where you can just like pop in a CSV file and it'll load your whole team for you. You can create multiple admins and then obviously set permissions like at a team level, but then a role level. It's just really, really good, like a lot of compliance stuff. So if anybody is in like mm. health, finance, finance yeah. like certain things like that, they have like really good kind of encryption stuff for everything. So I'm pretty big on those outside of the everyday drive ecosystem that I live in. Right. Yeah. Uh, coming from the IT world, I remember those like Sarbanes-Oxley um, compliance checks. Yeah. And those were just a nightmare. So nice big to time. know. <laughs> oh, big time. Yeah. And also too, like a lot of, and I think Dropbox is going to get if they haven't already, they're getting rid of their unlimited storage too. Like, so a lot of mm. these platforms are moving away from that. So at least as of right now, Sync is yes. still offering <laughs> unlimited storage. We're going to say at least as of right now. Like I reserve the right to change. Yeah, exactly. If you're watching this a year from now, I don't know. <laughs> like, but yeah, I mean, it's so it, it is a better option in terms of like, if you have a ton of content and stuff you're sharing with teams all the time, like you may want to think about that. I'm so tired of Dropbox being like, you're almost out of space. You're almost out of space. Right. <laughs> no, I'm not. Like, it's my no. clients uploading stuff to share with me. Oh, and yeah. now you're telling me I'm out of space. Yeah, that's It's hard. not even my files. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop it. Get out of here. <laughs> um, with that, uh, we'll have Tasia's uh, affiliate code in the description. So um, if you want to check that out um, after we wrap up here, I'll get that included on there. So let me um or click on that and and get a dis awesome discount and and help support Tasha. so um that'll be awesome so 
Speaking of files, file organization, huge sticking point for people. Do you have a good system that you use to like get your files all in order? So this one really depends on what I'm working on. So for me, like obviously for like other kind of external business things and document stuff, if it's not like I typically organize like per client and then I drill down per project with them either in a in a Google Drive or like a sync. But in terms of when I'm like all my video stuff and like my video editing and everything, I use external drives for everything. I organize like per client, per project. Sometimes it's like per client per year, per project. Per, I mean, like I drill down, <laughs> like you should see my finder <laughs> when I'm in like list view. It's like 17 columns. Like I've drilled down into everything. The yeah. biggest thing I want to say for people, like obviously organize it what makes sense for you when I'm going to do things, regardless of if it's like document files or video files or audio files or whatever it might be, is I make sure I'm having different folders for like either if you're saying like raw or like say it's a video folder and then like I have like a master folder so I know exactly what the final file was of anything. It's the same if you're doing contracts or anything anybody's working on. Just like just make sure like you're organizing which is the latest version of something. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I even use like color codes. I'm like a visual person. So sometimes I even use color codes to denote certain things. So like on a YouTube video, if something is like a sponsorship, I'll like color code that in Finder with like a green dot so that at a quick glance, I can see like for the quarter or the year, like what was sponsored. But Mm -hmm. the biggest thing for people, two is as good as one and one is as good as none. So if you're not backing up your stuff, you're going to be in trouble one day. You're going to have a day one day where an external drive farts out or something goes on and you're going to wish you had that second one, (laughs) the second version. So just like, please make backups of your stuff. However you want to do that. If it's on a cloud storage service, if it's physical backups, especially if it's physical backups, you want to make sure you have multiples for sure. Yeah. I could preach this like till I'm blue in the face because backing up is a huge thing. I love that phrase that you use though. I've actually never heard that. I mean, I've always heard the rule of threes for backing up. You want three copies of your data on two different um, platforms and one being offsite. Um, but I love that one. Is yeah. Two is as good as, as one. One is as good as none. I love that. Just remember it. So if you're playing with fire, (laughs) if you've only got one, like say one external hard drive with all your stuff and your life is on it, (gasps) what are you going to do? I know. It breaks my heart. And I get these questions all the time from people like, hey, I like I had all of my pictures from my kid's birth on this one external hard drive. I plugged it in and it's not loading up. Like, how can I fix it? And I'm always just like, Oh, you really can't you unless can. you take Good it to luck. data recovery exactly. and spend thousands of dollars to get those photos back. But yeah, speaking yeah. like the biggest thing for photos and you know where I'm going to go with this, but like, so I have a pixel device, but my daily driver is an iPhone and doesn't matter. I use Google photos on both. So mm-hmm. no matter what device I'm taking images on, everything is automatically backing up to Google photos. Yep. I then am psychotic about it and make another co- another copy using a yeah. different app. Like so, like when I switch That's my devices I and I upgrade, same. I do the same. Yeah, I still make another copy, even though everything already exists in Google Photos or whatever. If you're using iCloud or whatever storage option is your choice, it's all good. But yeah, like that way, it takes like just use what's available for you and take it out of your hands, so you're not reliant on on a hard drive situation. The other nice thing about having automatic backups like that to something like an iCloud or a Google Photos or whatever your option is, is like they'll often just pop up little memories for you. Because right. like I find we're all taking so many photos and we don't do anything with them. Yeah. And they just sit somewhere, either on your device or in the cloud. And this is like a nice way when these companies be like, this is what happened two years ago, or this is this, or this memory was so-and-so, or I made a collage for you and you're like, Thanks, Google. Thanks, Google. So sweet. Cute. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's Win-win. so funny. Yeah. So you were saying that, and literally, as you were saying that, on my computer, it popped up a memory from OneDrive. <laughs> See? And I, like, it was like, look at this memory. It was me and my son at Disneyland. And I'm like, and you were talking about that. 
I'm OneDrive like, oh is God. listening. OneDrive's like, right? promote me now. Um, yeah. <laughs> here's your memory. Yeah, sorry, I don't really use OneDrive. It's just like built into the computer. So, but I- there you go. That's what I'm saying, yeah. though. So, like, it doesn't. Again, find yeah. the program that works for you, whatever it is, and if it's something where you can't remember to physically be making backups, because like, who can? We're all so busy yeah. all the time. It's like having something where it's going to do it automatically for you, mm-hmm. all the better. It's taken care of. If something happens to your physical device, don't worry about it. You've got yeah. your photos and your videos somewhere else now, and it, it that's okay. That's like one less thing to stress about. Yeah. And so what I use, I use a NAS device. So network attached storage, I've got, you know, multiple hard drives. So if one hard drive fails, easy to replace, and then I can keep rolling. And so I have the Synology app on my phone. So not only does it go to automatically to Google Drive or, you know, Google Photos, it also goes automatically to my NAS device anytime I take a photo. So I've got, you know, the two copies copies. in two different locations. Um, And like, you know, one, you know, they're both, two of them are in the cloud and one of them is here locally on my NAS device. So something happens, I don't have internet access. I can still access those photos because Beautiful. they're right there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the photos is the, uh, is one thing that I get asked questions about so much just because they're, um, you know, that's, that's people's memories. And again, we're taking yes. so many, but we're never doing anything with it. Um, do you have any like, systems that you use to organize your photos like just your personal photos or do you just have them all like in a big lump in in google photos um it depends generally they're all just in there because i find google photos organizes stuff really nice anyway like by date you can search by location even recognize faces now so you can search by faces but when i'm doing like a trip or something or there's a birthday or something i will create organized folders like shared folders with family right and just like Uh, like we have some family we do some things on like photos on iphone as well like for people that aren't in that other ecosystem this is where things get a lot of so convoluted but it's like (laughs) everybody's in different systems but it's nice because then it's like it can be shared with everybody it's organized per date yeah you can leave shared comments on stuff and so that's kind of how i organize everything in there um which really most whatever you're picking to do your photo organization will give you those options to do some type of like shared folder and typically you can comment on them some have better search capabilities than other everybody's kind of working on that yeah (laughs) with their little ai features in the background (laughs) facial recognition yeah Um, but yeah that's really how i do it is kind of it's organized per year location person trip there's kind of a lot going on but it's nice to look back through that kind of stuff and be like oh and again because i have a terrible memory like google will pop stuff up and be like like two years ago i was in maui and that popped up this morning for me and i was like i want to be in maui (laughs) take me back (laughs) that's awesome um yeah we had another comment come in um i'm paying for storage in three places because i'm clueless and i'm scared to delete anything (laughs) i'm always afraid i will delete it from everything oh yeah like the connected correct like if if you do do automatic syncs to certain things if you delete in one location typically a pop-up will occur but it depends on the service and sometimes it won't and then it'll wipe out say what's on like your main like your phone or whatever so yeah you do want to be careful with that but Boy, three different services. Weesh. Why? I know. <laughs> Can't just get more in once. I know. <laughs> yeah, maybe the diversification of where she wants to keep stuff. I I get it. Right. I get <laughs> stuff floating everywhere too. I'm not judging. I'm just asking why. This is no judgment. <laughs> yeah, well, and like I said, I have photos in OneDrive because like it's just in like my photos in on my yeah. computer. And so, you know, OneDrive will notify me and stuff, but you know, I don't, I have those photos elsewhere. So I, I don't pay for OneDrive or anything. Like it's just. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. That's how I am kind of with iCloud is like my iCloud's full. It's been full for a while. I don't care because I don't use it to back right. stuff up. So whenever they're like, oh, you need it. And I'm like, no, I have my life yeah, like, in like no. four different places as it is. I don't need another one. <laughs> they're like, no, I'm good. Thank it's you fine. though. Appreciate, <laughs> appreciate the warning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, so one thing we haven't really talked about yet, um, and I have yet to find like my Holy Grail app for this. So mm. I'm curious if you have one. Um, and that is goal setting. So, I mean, I love TikTok for my like daily tasks and things like that, but I haven't found like my perfect goal setting app. I agree. And so I feel like Todoist is, you know, I, it didn't make my list for like a note-taking app or a to-do list app yeah because it is so robust and they have different you know you could spend a different amount depending on what you need and it can get a little overwhelming but Todoist does have like pretty robust goal setting so if you are looking for something specific that you want to do that you it's probably the paid version you need to, to yeah. access the goal setting <laughs> features so sure. um but I don't even use it, to be honest. I mean, it's just one that is like, it always comes across my desk. It's like, I get it. It's pretty robust. I am with you. I have yet to find one that's worthy of like, so like I, f I finally upgraded my phone. I'm on like a four-year cycle with devices. I really nice. try not to upgrade. So I finally upgraded to the iPhone 15 Pro and then ended up deleting a ton of apps because I'm I'm just like, you're taking up storage. I don't use you. It's kind of like how I clean out my closet. I do a digital clean out every time I upgrade mm -hmm. to a new OS or get a yeah. new device. I do a digital clean up too. So yeah. I've been deleting a lot. So now I'm being extra picky about, okay, if I'm going to find a good goal setting app, because I've tried some, I tried um, Water Llama or maybe it's just called Llama. Oh, I haven't heard I can't of remember. One. But because I don't drink enough water. Oh. So it's a literal goal setting to like set how much water you want to drink in the day. Like how pathetic am I? Girl, it did not no. work for me because it's such a cute app. The interface is so cute. There's a little llama or you could have like a little sheep. But, like you could have different avatars and like fill up your water as you go throughout the day. It didn't work and I wasn't using it. And then the notifications were annoying me at some point. Now, again, I'm not knocking them because it's very cute. Yeah, and no. if you want it as like a goal setting thing, like I do it was fun for a while while I was using it. But yeah. because I've like completely cleared out a bunch of stuff I'm not using, I was like, now what I'm doing with my Apple Watch is when my, I kind of use this for goal setting now for the water thing. So like now when my stand notification goes off, cause I like work at my desk almost all day. Yeah. I make sure I stand. I look away from the computer because we're staring at screens all the time and it's really hard on my eyes. Yeah. And I drink water. <laughs> And so that's kind of what I'm trying to do for that goal to like take it away. So it's not really an app. It's more like the device I'm already using for other goal setting, like move goals or stand goals or whatever. Yeah. That I'm like, how could I add a goal to that without adding more notifications and more apps in my life? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Sense. So it's not really great if people don't have, you know, like, but if you've got like your Pixel Watch or whatever, or if you have a Fitbit or if you have whatever, like that's kind of what I'm trying to do now is like, group notifications together right. where I'm like, I'm doing one thing. The stand thing has nothing to do with looking at the computer, but yeah. I notice it for my eyes. So I'm trying to like, I'll go watch the birds out the window or I'll pet the dog or I'll take a sip of water. Or I'll do, you know, so I'm trying to do other things in Smart. one goal. I love that. So I'll report back with you. Okay, good. <laughs> See how well I'm keeping up with that goal. But yeah, but if anybody has a good app, because it's yeah. like, that actually works and you'll stick with in terms of goal setting. Cause right. I'm also very much like, I have like a little blackboard over here that uh -huh. I set my goals for the year and I like physically write them out. Yeah. So I think that's the other reason it's been really hard for me to find like a digital app is it's just like, I don't know, I have my yearly goals here and then my daily stuff is on my watch. So I don't know, I write a lot of stuff down. Even with all my to-do list apps, it's like I write daily to-do lists still like, with a pen and paper yeah check it off and i use my to-do list apps for more like planning kind of stuff yeah yes so physical my planners. rocket book yeah well, yes. my rocket book i um i did this uh with permanent marker and like and then the other stuff so i can just like quickly erase it but Perfect. this is how i track my goals because i haven't found a good app to track it you know because like this is all i want like and yes. all the ones that i found is like too much and i'm like agreed i, I just need this this is maybe all we should make one we should yeah <laughs> tasia you and i we're gonna make the best goal setting app in the That's entire it. world yeah <laughs> out of this board. world right because <laughs> I mean, and i'm shocked that like i have not been able to find 
exactly what I'm looking for on that front. So I know any developers listening, simplicity. It's good validation. Yeah. Give me the option of if I want like a physical or if I want a list view or if I like, that's all I need. And then I just need it very simple. Yep. Set the goals, set when I'd like to achieve it by. Yep. Maybe a little bit of how I'm going to get there. Yep. I don't need anything else. I know. Exactly. (laughs) I just want that. Um, And then uh, on the waterfront, if you haven't been following me for a while, uh, people who are watching, I am like obsessed with water. Like I do not need to set a goal for water. See, I should have just been talking to you. (laughs) Help me. I have, well, like it's kind of depleted at the moment because like all of my water (laughs) bottles are like over here at the moment. Oh, girl. (laughs) When I say I'm obsessed, I am you yeah. you have a collection there going on. I, I I have a vast collection. I pro I mean, I I probably have over a hundred water bottles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Um, like because I'm looking at my collection. Like, so like I have I have shelves in my office of of water bottles, and they're, these. Yeah. Uh, this is how we're opposite because when this whole Stanley Cup thing happened, oh, I yeah. literally I'm thought people were talking about the stanley cup the nhl stanley cup and i was like i was like sweet nhl's finally getting its day (laughs) like we're trending it's a TikTok trend stanley cup i was like yes look out america it's no longer nfl the nhl's coming for you and then i was like wait it's a giant water bottle i was like no no and if i was the nhl i would have jumped on that so what a missed yeah they really missed collabs i mean nhl come on yeah this is why you're not popular here (laughs) let's do this we'll be your marketing team yeah i'm not a stanley person i really feel like most people don't put water in their stanley no they don't and then it's like this is not healthy you're filling that with like sweet like iced tea or like sugary drinks or maybe something else (laughs) you're hiding in there i don't know i'm not judging but i'm just saying (laughs) yeah who's drinking that much water yeah well i mean i I probably drink (laughs) but i like this is my favorite like awala is my favorite because it's got like a a straw and like Uh, and a a hole so i can like gulp or sip you know anyway it's my favorite thing ever. Um, see, I'm rocking my Montreal Canadiens. See, I am all about see? hockey. You know, nice. like, it's all I need. Keeps things yeah. nice and cool in the heat in the car when I'm Perfect. going shoot to shoot. It's great. I love it. Um, Montreal. So my nephew is totally unrelated. Um, my nephew lived in Montreal for two mm-hmm. years, I think. One like, of the best no. cities in the world. Yeah. I'm just going to tell everybody right now. If you've not been to Montreal, it's like Canada's Europe. Right. It's, it's European. <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's wonderfully French. Right. Um, it feels like it's got more history than anywhere else. I don't know if that's actually an accurate statement. It just feels <laughs> like it. Okay. It, feels like it. It's fine. it just feels like it. And then find me online and ask me for recommendations when you're planning your trip to Montreal. I'll help you out. It's so good. Nice. Oui, je parle un peu de français. So. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> un petit peu pour moi. And not very well. <laughs> You'd think I I'd in be high better. School. I don't, yeah. <laughs> we only had to take it through grade nine. And oh, when you're that young, you're like, I'm never going to need anything. Ah! <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, I should have. Because if you take it through grade 11 in Canada, you're technically bilingual. But I stopped uh-huh. after grade nine, yet my level is like grade four French. I just want you to know. <laughs> I don't have a knack for languages. I've been trying to learn Italian. I know yeah. we're getting way off topic. I'll get back on in oh, a second. Oh, it's totally but, like, fine. Been trying to learn Italian because I am Italian and it's like so embarrassing and trying to communicate with like cousins in Italy and like I just pretty much use Google Translate all the time. I've been tr- for years trying to learn Italian. I honestly think some people have like a language knack and some don't. Yeah. And then my brain will go like, what's the grade four French I learned? And then what does that mean in Italian? And it's like, that's the wrong way. Like, what are you doing? And then I panic and then people are just saying, they're like, English to Italian. yes. And then people are like, you know what? I could just speak English because North America is the only place, like the only continent, like where we don't, we're all just English and we're all so terrible. I'm yelling at myself right now. Like go anywhere else. They all speak multiple languages. Yeah. 
we're the problem. <laughs> we're the problem. <laughs> and my nephew actually has that gift. Like he can just like, and he speaks like five languages now. And I'm just like, ridiculous, I, incredible. Yeah, I, I I'm so impressed yeah. by anybody that can speak another language. I'm just like, you're the smartest person in the world. I right. honestly, it's so impressive to me that your brain can switch that quick because mine is panic mode. Yeah. Mine's panic. Yeah. Uh, like searching for what I've learned over the years. For sure. Just like slow bandwidth, I guess. <laughs> um, one of our watchers right now is from Sherbrooke. Oh, Sherbrooke, Quebec. So Bonjour. You see. <laughs> also, like, I'm hello. so sorry that my French is horrid. <laughs> but um no. Wait, like I said, je parle un peu de français. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. It's yeah. so good. Now with AI, we're not going to know other languages. We can just ge so regenerate true. our videos and voices in multiple languages and everybody will think that it's us speaking that language. So did you see the news from um, uh, Spotify about um, translating into other languages? Yep. Very curious about that whole thing. But anyway. I know. So they're going to start with like a couple couple podcasters right now so it's yeah. crazy so i do a an ai podcast as well called ai name this show and actually we're going to talk about that when we record tonight but nice. at the end of our last episode my co-host surprised me with he took an intro from like one of our earlier episodes of me like just introing the show in english and did it in he used hey jen i don't know if you've heard about this h-e-y-g-e-n okay. and it takes your video and your voice and regenerates it in another language and it moves your mouth wow. so like i was looking at myself just like this except everything was in beautifully sound like with the most perfect italian accent i was saying everything wow. in italian my mouth was moving so obviously the technology if you're moving a lot and there's a lot it's not going to be able to really regenerate your mouth well yeah. the movements but just from like that 44 second clip it sounded like me. Wow. And like, if you didn't know me or know my voice, like, I mean, it, it was me. I was just yeah. like, this is blowing my freaking mind. And then literally a couple days later, Spotify comes out with that announcement. They're using, I think, something from OpenAI. So it's like a different, but it's kind of the same where they're going to be regenerating the voice as well. It's yeah. crazy times. So crazy. Um, so let's get back to it. I know. This could just, we could be here all day. We it's could. Cool. You know, How long I, does everybody have? Because I, we could just go down every rabbit hole today. Anywho. <laughs> um, so do you have any Google Calendar tips for us? Do I? <laughs> I have so many. Honestly, I'm just going to tell everybody, just go to my YouTube channel. There's probably like nine videos, but I'm going to give you like a quick, quick rundown booking schedule feature. This is like fairly new from this year for even the free account. So you don't oh, need a workspace do account. This. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a workspace account, you get a bit more like robust features in there. But now for a free account, um, you can just in your Google Calendar, when you click to add a new event, you're going to have a like schedule booking option. This is so great. You can like create a whole schedule. It creates a link. You can send that out to people. They can book time slots on your calendar. Absolute love. I'm always here, like I said, for freemium stuff. Yeah. I like adjusting notification reminders in mm -hmm. uh, Google Calendar and not just adjusting them for more than 10 minutes in advance, which is the default. But I like setting multiple because there are some things where like say that default 10 minute wouldn't be enough time. So like if you haven't glanced at your calendar, you're traveling, you're having a busy day. Like what if there's a live or something coming up where you're like, oh my God, I spaced. I have yeah. 10 minutes that's just not enough time right. so it's nice to set a multiple where you can maybe leave the default as 10 but set like a day before or a week mm -hmm. before like whatever it might be absolute that's a hidden feature and that's again just when you're setting your event up or when you get um an event added to your calendar you can just add that notification right there in the little edit section under like add notifications so right. definitely recommend that yeah. i always use search in gcal i know we talked about how great search was in gmail it's great in gcal as well so yeah. if you're looking for when like i did this actually when when covid was raging and we were like trying to figure out well when did i do the last shot i need the booster shot for, i couldn't remember and i was like oh, when sure. was my appointment and i just googled like 
I can't remember if I Googled vaccine or COVID or what I did, but like, bang, right. everything that I had in the cat. And I was like, oh, perfect. And I, I was able to update like my vaccination status on the card because I had forgotten to update it. And I was like, well, that was stupid. Like I should probably keep this because this is when we needed them for travel. Right. And right. I was like, oh, I need my card. Like I got to put in my last. So then I had all the information there. So like yeah. silly example, out of date maybe, but like you could search for anything. If you're searching for something where like, you had a meeting with somebody because like sometimes I'll put another tip is like I like to fill out like the little section in the event so like meeting notes and stuff like that mm -hmm. so if say you're having a follow-up with somebody you don't remember what you talked about last time if you have your meeting notes filled out just search for that in your calendar and now you can pull up all your meeting notes and you're super organized and you remember what you talked about last time it's like just let let gcal do the work for you um, I'm also a big component of setting up multiple time zones and world clocks. Yes. <laughs> in GCAL. Yeah. So you can set two time zones, I believe, which I pretty much have like mine and then like an Eastern time zone, which I actually have set to Montreal, MTL right now, even though my family's all in Ontario and like I should have it as Toronto. No, same time zone. And I love Montreal. So it's set as Montreal. <laughs> that way I know quickly, like on my calendar, it's like, this is the time difference because in Arizona, we do not change time. So it's different, different times oh, of the year. Oh, I'm so jealous. It's the best. Everybody's got to get on it. So it's, yes. but it does make it different for different times of the year. Right. But then along with that, so that's just in your general settings, by the way, anybody can do that in the general settings. But then along with that, also on the left-hand menu, I've got um, world clocks, which mm -hmm. I love. So I have like Italy set up as one because I have like relatives in Italy. I also have like friends that are in like, Spain and Italy and stuff so like that's kind of the same you know time zone situation but it's just nice to be like where are we around the world like with different time zones so I'm here oh quick glance it's this time I no longer have to go to Google and be like what time is it in right. Italy right now it's just there in my Google calendar I'm all about time saving maybe I'm lazy I don't know <laughs> it's just like no it's there for us to save time so yes absolutely totally so like i love it at a quick glance it's there and the other thing i will leave people with because i could we could honestly be here all day of all the tips i have on google calendar is i am so visual i color block everything like if i showed you my g call right now you'd be like Bleh! like it's just it is like it probably looks like mine yeah <laughs> yes i'm a huge believer and once again just like with organizing your files or whatever storage system work for you do color blocking in your calendar, whatever calendar you're using, however works for you. So like I do a few different things. One is I color block per client, mm -hmm. huge. Cause out of visual yeah. thing, I can see immediately like this is this task for this client because it's this color. Right. Uh, but I also color block per task. So like my editing tasks for like my YouTube stuff, a lot of times I put, they're, they're in gray. I know immediately that's a YouTube edit. Like I right. can just see like, you know, something's going live, that's a green. Like I just, so however works for you, figure yeah. that out. And I'm telling you color block. First of all, it makes your day look prettier right. because when you have an overwhelming back to back day, yeah. that can feel like a lot. It's like, okay. Ugh. Also I time block for lunch. Yeah. And I want to tell people, time block for your like if it's a workout if it's a lunch break even if it's 20 minutes if it's a walk like movement of your body in some way that you're not staring at a screen yeah. add it to your day and time block it because yeah. to me it's like if it's not on my calendar it's not happening same it's just yeah. not so like you'll see the one thing consistent throughout my day lunch and it's like even if I don't take the full 30 minutes <laughs> sure it's a time block for me and sometimes something runs long and that starts 10 minutes later than it should. Doesn't matter. It's right. on there and I know I've scheduled my day where it's like, oh, thank God, I can move away from my desk, yeah, eat and not stare at a screen for even if it's 15 minutes. <laughs> like right. it's just like, so yeah. But yeah, I you love that. just go to my YouTube channel. I'm telling you, just search Google Calendar on my YouTube channel. There's a ton. Literally, we could be here all day. But those are like the quick hits for you of just like how I organize it and save a little bit of time in there. It's, oh, it's just so good. Yeah. There's so and much so, goodness in there. Yeah. Again, you can search for her YouTube or um, I will add it as a link uh, in the description below. So 
um, definitely go check out her YouTube channel. Tons of great information. Um, so I, we covered a ton. Do you have any other like tips that you were like, oh, I really wanted to talk about this or anything like that? I mean, I could go on all day about right. like <laughs> Google ecosystem <laughs> tips. So, you know, with don't want to run too long, but I do <laughs> encourage people to like really lean into the integration in what whatever system you're using. I know I keep talking about Google a lot. It's it's because that's my daily driver, but make it easy for you. Like even Outlook has some of these tools too with like follow-up features and things like that. So like lean into those any time-saving tips, anything that can help automate for you. Like that's the other stuff I love about like Gmail and stuff. And we didn't really, you know, I could be here all day about the stuff that's just kind of now baked in is like, like your um, smart compose and smart reply in yeah. Gmail. And there's a lot of other systems now that are integrating different AI now as well. So again, if you don't use Gmail, you don't live in it, that's fine. Look into the system you're using and see what they're starting to integrate. Because I'm telling you, if it's not something that's auto set in the background, if it's an option, use it anything to complete a sentence or fill in an email for yeah. me and i don't it's like oh cool that's the other thing like i do a lot in gmail is i'm big on saving templates so if you find yourself sending the same stuff all the time it's mm -hmm. like do yourself a favor save it as a template and swap out the name swap out whatever and there's other little ai stuff baked in there too we can't get into a ton of it now there's even more time saving tips with it but right <laughs> do whatever is like, like use these tools as your free personal assistants. So yeah. if you're using ChatGPT, like I still use the free version of ChatGPT, like as an example, yeah, I'm, yeah. again, I'm cheap. So like, <laughs> freemium. No, like I'm, <laughs> no, I'm not who they sell to yet. I promote their stuff all the time, but it's like, right. to me, it's like, if say that's what you're using, whether it's Bard or the Bing chat or ChatGPT or whatever it is, use them as your assistant like yeah. what are the tasks you do day to day or even week to week that you find a you don't enjoy and b bog you down and take your time mm -hmm. so like for me it's it's pretty simple stuff of like when i put out a youtube video or like we're doing this or whatever and it's like i'm terrible at promotion i'm terrible at like writing facebook posts and doing this social right. media it's like i a who has the freaking time that's yeah. why that's a job because it's another job and like we right. already have seven jobs yeah. so it's like i use ChatGPT or bard or something to like help me write my email newsletters mm -hmm. i don't have time for that like i don't yeah. and like i know it's an important thing to be growing an email newsletter so like whatever the thing is for you that you're doing and whatever the task is no matter what you think is like even if it's something that can save you 15 minutes in your day Mm -hmm. use these free tools that are at your fingertips because I'm telling you like a you're going to learn a lot along the way and b free up your time so you can work smarter yeah or take your 15 minute lunch because right your assistant's <laughs> done your work you know you're it wrote exactly. the tweet for you it wrote the Facebook post or the email newsletter for you or it yeah. it wrote the email for you or whatever you're using the tools for yeah lean in canva has a ton of ai tools so if yeah. if you're big on photo generation now like they already had so many templates it was almost overwhelming sometimes with the templates they have and now like they've got photo gen i mean they're not much like we were talking about these things will improve everybody right, wants right. to knock this is the other thing is like appreciate the tools for what they are and where we are and how fast we've gotten there yeah we're not even a year into this being like when ChatGPT was released. Are we a year right. in even right now? So it's uh, like- Almost, I think almost. it's real close. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, be patient. I think we've all lost our sense of, like we're all expecting things at our fingertips. Like AI has been around forever, but not at this commercial free use level for us. So that's why all of a sudden it's so different and it's like blown up big. So just understand it for what it is. Know there's limitations. Always check the work, tweak it, put it in your own voice, which as you get better with prompts, you can start prompting it for your tone as well. But like, mm -hmm. that's, I know it's a lot in there when you said you have like one more thing to add. That's a lot, yeah. <laughs> but just use these tools no, to help good. you yeah. through your day. Yes. They're here to Agreed. help you not bog you down. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, along with that, like if you have a, a, like a Google assistant or Alexa or whatever, like it's more than a music box. I promise. <laughs> yes. Use it. Yeah. Lean in, people. Lean in. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tasia. Uh, I so wish you were coming next week to Midsummit. I would love to meet you in person at some point. I but know. I'm um, glad we but- got to connect. I'm annoyed about how yeah. we connected. Right. <laughs> YouTube, Same. give us our money back. Same. But I'm so glad okay. we got to connect. Thank you so much yeah. for having me too and blab on. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do some more for sure because yes. this was so much fun. So thank you again for coming and uh, we will see. Oh, actually, no, I do not have a live next week because I am out of town. I am going to Vid Summit down in Texas. So uh, we'll see you in two weeks from today. And thanks for showing up. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Family Tech Talk. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. Feel free to reach out to me on social media. I am Family Tech on all platforms and respond to all of my DMs. You can also become one of my techs by joining the Facebook group, our subreddit, or the Discord server. Just search any platform for Family Tech and you'll be sure to find the community.